how do we deal with the hard things, with the things that hurt, with the mistakes that we make? Because I know as dads, we want our kids to experience amazing things in their life and even experience some hard things in their life. But as dads, it can be really easy to let our own expectations create frustrations about how our kids' experiences go. We don't even take the time to listen to them, to hear their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions, their emotions in those experiences. We often jump to conclusions. Guys, my son broke his arm and I didn't believe him. And I tell that story on this episode of the DMD podcast, because we are going to rediscover what the real mission is behind the DMD and look back at some powerful lessons from the first 49 episodes that are going to challenge us to become better dads, better men, and better humans that our kids want to be like when they grow up. This episode of the DMD podcast starts right now. You are listening to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast for men driven to live a life of significance. Men who want to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the world around them. My name is Cam Hall, founder of Fight the Dabot and leader of the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now, let's dive in. Hello, my friend. Welcome to this episode of the Dads Making a Difference podcast. My name is Cam Hall. Welcome to episode 50, 50 of the Dads Making a Difference podcast. It has been an incredible run over the last seven months, and I have to let you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you sharing this because the only way that we are going to spread a message of hope, uh, of love, of challenge, of growth is that we share this with other men in our lives, men who will be inspired to make a difference in the lives of their family, their business, and their community around them. You know, our call to arms here is that we want to challenge you, challenge you to grow, challenge you to grow in six areas. If you're not familiar with those areas, we've we've touched on them in some capacity in every single episode of this podcast. And those six pillars, those six pillars of growth that we want to see, that we want to address, that we want to challenge you in each and every day, each and every week is to grow in six ways spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, professionally, and intellectually to challenge you to move forward in one or more of those areas. And today I want to share some of my greatest takeaways over the last 49 episodes that have stuck with me, that have challenged me, but also want to share a story with you, a story that is from this week with you that just points out that, you know what? I don't have this figured out. That's not why I started this podcast. I didn't start this podcast because I thought I had it all figured out. I didn't start this podcast because I thought I had the answers and I could just give you the answers out of my head of how you were going to improve your life and how you were going to make a difference. But I knew as we came together, came together as a group, came together uh, as a brotherhood, that there would be accountability. And I also know that proximity is power. And so that I know connecting with the amazing guests that we've had on and meeting them, having conversations with them, sharing those conversations with you, that is bringing us in proximity with one another. And that is powerful because there is an energy transfer that takes place between us from your comments back to me and your messages. Those fire me up. Those get me going, guys. I appreciate you. 
there's nothing more I, I, I like than getting those messages from you. But also to see you see you share this, to see you tag other people in these episodes, man, you got me fired up and I appreciate you. And there's this energy transfer that happens where my hope is that you listen to these episodes and these interviews and you can take at least one thing away from every conversation that you can work on or implement or share that's going to fire you up, going to fire up your spouse, going to fire up your kids, going to fire up your friends, your church, community, your business, your, your job, your coworkers, and it's going to spread because that's how we're going to really make a difference. I don't make a difference if I stand alone here in this office and just talk into a camera by myself. I make a difference if I can convince you that it is worthwhile. It is worthwhile to be a dad making a difference, to make an impact. Okay, I'm going to stop on my soapbox because there's an incredible energy transfer that happens here. There's a knowledge transfer and it's inspirational, I hope, for you. I know it has been for me, but it also comes with accountability because I am very aware of the perception that could be given off by this podcast. I'm very aware of the perception that could be given off by all the things that I do in my life and people are watching me. And I'm not perfect. I am far from it, man. I am actually so far from perfect. You'll probably, I don't know, if you met me in person, you probably think I'm a nice guy, but you'd see that I have my thoughts. That's for sure. But as do you. And I think that's what makes you amazing. It makes you unique. It makes us all that way is that we each have our flaws. And so inspiration and motivation and accountability, that is what Dad's Making a Difference is all about. And I'm going to be accountable today. I'm going to tell you a story about this week. I, man, I'm trying to not get emotional because this was eye-opening for me this week. It's a story about my son. It's a story about my relationship with my son. My son is going to be nine years old. He's eight. He'll be nine at the end of June. And he loves sports. Like he just loves to move and be active. And he's a happy, happy kid. And he's very cuddly and he wants to wrestle. And we have such a strong relationship. And I feel that my son, Braylon, he trusts me. And I think, I know he knows I love him and he can rely on me and I can be there for him. I have the same relationship with my daughter. I'm so grateful that I have those relationships with my kids. I want to talk about Bray today because Bray said something this week that shook my world and it hurt, but it helped me grow. And I want to share it with you. So here's the deal. Braylon loves soccer. I love baseball. Bray loves soccer. Bray also likes baseball, but decided he would wanted to play soccer this spring, which is great. Good for him. So he was at what they call evaluations. It's like tryouts, but he's eight. So it's not that cutthroat. Regardless, he goes on Monday, has a fantastic time, has this great time with all these kids. There's like 30-something boys, all eight-year-olds running around. Just imagine what that looks like playing soccer. Uh, and some of these kids are actually really good. They played soccer since they were like five. They're eight, nine years old right now. And yeah, they're doing great. They're out there having a blast. Uh, I do live in Canada. So even though he's playing outdoor soccer, these trials were inside at a soccer center because there's snow on the ground. So he's inside. They're, they're out on the field. And in the second trial, tried out on Monday, did great, did amazing, was so proud of him. He was so excited. He was proud of himself. On Tuesday, he gets there and he's so excited. He's out on the field. He's like 15 minutes. We got to be early for everything, which I appreciate that. He's out there 15 minutes early. The kids are running around. Kids are starting to kick the ball into the net and against the boards because this is an indoor facility. And uh, Ray decides he's going to jump into net. He's going to be keeper. 
which he loves doing, by the way, uh, but he didn't have gloves on. And so he jumps in and kids start shooting on him, start kicking. And he's like knocking this ball away and that ball away. But then as I'm up in the stands and I'm in the conversation with some of the other parents, because we're distanced from the field, which I think is healthy. We don't need to be right there, especially for this type of scenario, but we can watch. And we're having, we're visiting, we're having a conversation. I look up and all I see is Braylon hunched over. I'm like, oh dear. You know, as a dad and as a guy, I'm like, oh, Bray took one in the midsection. Well, he did not. He was holding his arm. And at first I thought nothing of it, but I looked up and he was bawling. Big tears. Now, here's something you need to know about my son. He is not a crier. He's not a crier. I remember when Bray would fall and smash his head, like smash on the park. He would come to me and he, his eyes would be welling up and his mouth would be closed, but he would just have this stern look in his face and he wouldn't cry. And I remember coaching my toddler son into saying, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. And so here I look out on the field and there's my son crying, walking over to the bench. He's holding his hand. He's kind of moving his arm. His friends are all around him, friends, teammates. And then they go back to warming up, but Bray's still walking over to the bench. One of the coaches comes. Uh, kind of wraps his arm around and says, hey, buddy, how are you? And he, he just, I can see he's explaining what's happened. Bray goes and sits on the bench and he's bawling. He kind of looks up to see where I am. When he looks up, I know, okay, I need to go over there. Like this is more than, more than I think it is as a dad. I'm not sure what happened. I go over there. I can see the head coach comes over and the head coach is like on one knee in front of the bench. He's talking to Bray and Bray's trying to explain what happened through sob and sobbing and tears. And I wait and I give space. Because I think there's an important piece of letting your kids process through stuff with other adults, uh, other adults that they can trust. And so my coach walks away and I give Bray the thumbs up, thumbs down. And he just shakes his head. So I just come over and say, hey, buddy, how you doing? He's like, dad, my arm, my arm, my arm. He's like sobbing. And I look at it and it looks normal. And uh, he says, I think I broke my arm. I broke my arm. I'm like, buddy, you didn't break it. Can you move your hand? So he's moving his hand. I say, can you move your fingers? He moves his fingers. Can you move your wrist? He's like, a little bit, but it really hurts. I'm like, okay, just. Let it, let it rest, buddy. Why don't you take a seat and, and take a breather? Take a breather. The old sport adage, just take a breather. Are you hurt or are you injured? And I remember my coach is saying that to me. And he sat there and he was so sad. And part of the thing that was going on in my head in that moment was this. I was questioning how hurt he was. What? Oh, as a dad. And I thought about that day. I thought about the conversations we had already had about him being nervous for this trial, second one. He didn't think he was going to make the team, which honestly, in watching, he was one of, he was right there with all the other kids. Like he, he's an athletic kid. He's super fast and he's played lots of soccer. So I wasn't worried about that, but he was worried about that. And so I started to question, like, is he hurt or is he nervous? And is he sitting here because he's just nervous to go out there, but he's the only kid on the bench. All the kids, like the whistle's blowing now. They're all in, they're getting started. I asked him, like, oh, buddy, like, are you ready to go? Do you want to go play? He's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to play. My arm hurts. My arm hurts. And he starts sobbing again. I said, okay, bud, here's the thing. We can go. We don't have to stay. We don't have to stay, man. He's like, I want to stay. I don't want to leave. So we're sitting there on the bench back and forth until the point, like, I'm starting to get a little bit frustrated with him. And this poor kid who's eight years old is crying on the bench. And I'm getting a little bit frustrated with him because he won't go leave. He wants to stay, but he doesn't want to go out on the field and watch. I'm like, okay, dad's going to go over there. So I walk back across the field over to the stands. I sit down. The friend's like, hey, how is he? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. He hurt his arm. He's explaining that the ball hit his hand, pushed his hand back, and the muscles in his arm hurt. 
I said, I think he, he maybe have sprayed it or stretched the muscles in his forearm. I'm not quite sure. And so we stay there. I look over, Bray's still sitting on the bench. 15 minutes later, he's still crying, sitting on the bench. And the coach comes over to him and says, hey, buddy, would you want some ice? Bray like nods his head. Coach goes and gets some ice and brings it back to him. And he just sits. Now I'm getting frustrated because I'm a competitive personality. And I start making this about me. Hey guys, I wanted to take a moment and talk about our community of DMD brothers in the DMD mastermind. We are men who help each other to stay focused and intentional in our pursuits of personal, professional, physical, financial, emotional, and spiritual growth. We are a community of men who bring courage, wisdom, and transparency to unfiltered conversations that challenge us to be more impactful men, to be dads making a difference. We do this through our online and in-person events where men come together to speak into each other's lives and then turn around and do the deep work to create change in their families, in their businesses, and in the community around them. If you are wondering if this community might be right for you, you can find more information on the DMD Mastermind and you can also book a call directly with me at dmdmastermind.com. Now, let's get back to our show. Now watch him sitting over there. A kid who I know is athletic, a kid who I know is competitive, a kid who I know is capable. I'm not sure how hurt he is, but I know he's not participating. And he's not even looking. It's an indoor facility, so there's boards all around. And he's not even looking up over the boards to see what's going on. I can just see like the tip of his head, the hair just pointing over because, well, he's eight. He's not that big. And I start to get frustrated because here I am standing, sitting in the stands. My kid's the one sitting on the side, bawling. Everybody else is kind of figured, trying to figure out what's going on. Why isn't he over there seeing how his son is, which I was back and forth. Anyway, and I started thinking about the competitive side of it. And I was like, oh man, he's not going to make this team because it's a second tryout. It's two of two. He's not even participating. Like, what are the coaches going to think? And I start to go down that spiral, that rabbit hole. And I start making this about me and how I perceive the situation. Not about an eight-year-old boy who hurt his arm and is sitting on the, on the bench. And I'm like, okay, hold up, hold up. I got to go back over there. So I go back over. I said, buddy, I love you. I'm sorry you got hurt. Uh, we can go. And he was adamant he didn't go. And I was like, okay, now I'm getting a little, like, buddy, let's go. We're going to go. You're not going to participate. You don't have to stay and watch. Well, make a super long story short, he uh, decides to stay. He wants to stay for the whole practice. We are wa- he doesn't participate in the practice at all. About 15 minutes left, he looks up and he sees, my fi- he sees me just sitting in the stands. Now I think back to this. And I was probably sitting in the stands with my elbow on my knee, with my face on my, like resting on my hand, which is not a posture of interest for sure. And the whistle blows, practice ends. He comes back around the corner uh, out, of the, out of the indoor field. I'm like, all right, buddy, grab your stuff. Let's go. And I probably said it just like that. But the tone was taken differently. And as we walked out of that soccer center, we're walking back to the truck. My son looks up to me. He says, dad, I'm sorry I made you sad. I'm sorry I didn't make you happy. And I was like, buddy, what? No. He's like, I'm sorry I didn't make you happy. And he starts crying again. And then in that moment, I realized that I had made that experience about me. And Braylon noticed it. He saw it in me. There's something he saw that said that my dad 
is not happy with me because I'm not participating. And I felt terrible. Like it was like a knife in my heart. And I got down on my knees on the sidewalk and I grabbed him and I looked at him in the eye and I said, Braylon, I'm sorry, buddy. It is okay to cry. I'm sorry you hurt yourself. I'm sorry you didn't get to play. Dad is not upset with you. I, I feel bad that you weren't able to participate, but man, I love you. Let's go home. And so we jump in the truck and we go home. And I just think about this over and over and over in my head that night. This comment is, Dad, sorry, I made, I didn't make you happy. Well, sure enough, the next morning we, we get up and we, we, well, we want to head off to school and off to work. And uh, his arm still hurts. So we take him to the emergency room. We get some x-rays done. And sure enough, Raylan has broken his arm. Broken his arm playing soccer. Saving a ball that pushed his hand back so fast it snapped the bone just above his wrist. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Because when he came off ball, he's like, yeah, I broke my arm, I broke my arm. I'm like, buddy, you didn't break your arm. Well, no, he, he did. He did break his arm. And as soon as the doctor came in and was like, buddy, I think we broke it. Let's go get some x-rays. Get the x-rays, come back. Doctor's like, yep, you broke it. So we're going to cast it and do this. As the doctor went to get the casting materials, I looked at Bray in the eye. I kneeled down on the side of that hospital bed. I looked him in the eye and I grabbed him on both sides of his head, one hand on each cheek. I kissed him on the forehead. I said, Braylon, I'm sorry I didn't believe you. I'm sorry I didn't believe you that you broke your arm. Your, your brain knew. Your heart knew that something was wrong. Your dad should have got you checked out right away. He said, it's okay, dad. I know you love me. And I was able to like breathe in that moment. Um, man, it was, a, it was an eye-opening moment. But this whole experience, I want to sh- the reason I'm sharing this with you, because I'm sure as dads, we've all been there. We've had something we've said maybe something we've done that we're not completely aware of that has impacted our kids in some way. And all I could think about was this poem that was shared with me when I was like 18 years old. And the poem was shared with me by my head coach, my head college basketball coach, because it was a summer camp and us players, we would uh, be able to work actually the summer camps. We were able to work and get paid for those. which, yeah, this is like 1999. So we were able to get paid for uh, coaching these summer camps. And the, the head coach gave us this, this poem or a version of it. And as I was going through this experience with Bray, it reminded me of this poem. And I want to read it to you um, because I think it's important. This poem is called Little Eyes Upon You. And I don't know the author. I've searched it all over the internet. I can't find the author, so I can't attribute this to anyone other than my experience with it when I got it from my college basketball coach. And it says, little eyes upon you. There are little eyes upon you, and they're watching you night and day. There are little ears that quickly take in every word you say. There are little hands all eager to do anything you do, and a little boy who's dreaming of the day he'll be like you. You're the little fellow's idol. You're the wisest of the wise. In his little mind about you, no suspicions ever rise. You are setting an example every day in all you do for the little boy who's waiting to grow up to be just like you. And I thought about this poem as I thought about how my son looked across that field at his dad. In a moment of hurt, in a moment of pain, he looked across and saw his dad disinterested or frustrated or some type of body language or something I said 
that made him think my dad is not happy with me. And I can't be perfect. And you can't be perfect. I know that. But this week, I was challenged to grow in how I am carrying myself in situations where my kids need me. I can be stern. I can be serious. I can be joyful. I can be happy. I can be caring. I can be loving, empathetic, all of it. But I need to be conscious that little eyes are upon me. I was challenged that this week. And then I was challenged with all the kids that I've interacted with this week of comments uh, that came my way and how I would react. Um, for those of you guys who know, like, yeah, I'm a vice principal of a high school. So I have lots of interactions with youth. And those are still little eyes who are watching me. And I look at my daughter and I look at my son and they're watching me. And your kids are watching you too. And I don't have this figured out. And I'm trying to realize why this touched me so much and why it impacted me this week. And it got me thinking about the 49 episodes that we've recorded on this podcast and the big takeaways that I've learned and how different I am now, how I am now 50 episodes in than I was when I started. Because when I was started, I was lost. I had no direction. I knew this was something I wanted to do. I knew that these conversations were going to be valuable. I didn't know the impact that they would have. But I look over these, look into the other monitor here. I'm looking at these 49 other episodes and the amazing people that have come on. Every single person on this list, and I'm not going to read it to you, but every single person on this list, all of our guests have some type of story, some type of experience, some type of expertise, of knowledge base, of personal growth and instability and how they've come through and triumph that are meant to not only inspire you, but to challenge you. And we would look at all these people as saying that they're successful. I look at every one of these pers- people on this list and say that they're successful. I, I don't want to, no offense, I don't want to interview people who are, I don't believe are successful because I want to bring people on who are going to inspire, who are going to challenge, who are going to share a story that we can relate to, uh, we can aspire to. But these are all successful people and every person on here has some type of thing in their story where they have struggled, where they have failed, whether it be bankruptcy in a business, whether it's a broken marriage, whether it's a health crisis that they've gone through, it's a lost a family member, it's traveling around the world, it's losing a job, it's, man, there's just so many people here that have had an amazing impact on my life in the last seven months. And I hope they've had an impact on you. And the biggest takeaways I'm taking right now from the last 49 episodes are these. I'm just going to bring them up. I had to write them down. First of all, I've already said it on here. Proximity is power. You need to surround yourself with people who will hold you accountable, people who will support you, people who will tell you how it is, but people who will also be caring and gracious when you need it. Because proximity is power where we can have energy transfer and knowledge transfer and inspiration and motivation and accountability that will all come together to help us break through to a higher level. Every single one of the guests that we've interviewed will help you break through to another level in some way, financially, professionally, relationally, uh, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually. They're going to help you break through. So lean in, lean into one of those pillars. Find one of the episodes, go back and re-listen to the episodes that stuck out to you the most and be challenged by them. Just push through. You can do this. Okay. I'm going to keep going. So proximity is power. It's one of my biggest takeaways. The second is that everyone that I've spoken with and every guest that we've had at some point had to come to the realization of three things. 
first what they value. I want to challenge you to this. One of our latest uh, episodes was with Curtis Honeycutt, who I am working through this process right now with Curtis. It's helped me realize the value of these conversations. First is you have to get clear on what you value. Clear on what you value. And once you get clear on what you value, you can then get clear on what you prioritize and what your priorities are. And once you're clear on what your priorities are, then you can make a decision on what you are going to focus on or how you measure success and what success means to you in your family, in your business, in your community, how you're going to make a difference, how you're going to make impact, how you're going to leave a legacy, all of these things. So proximity is power. You have to know what you value. You have to be clear on what your priorities are and you need to be able to define success for yourself. And if you can do those things, you can bring it all together into a plan in which you will then be able to make a difference. You will then be able to put into a plan something that you can implement in a way that you will make an impact in the lives of those around you and in an impact in yourself, in your heart, in your mind, in your body. So as I look at these last 49 episodes, I'm challenged to think about what I took away. Uh, I got to tell you, the biggest ones that I've really loved is obviously my, my conversation with my mentor, Mark McDonald, who inspired me to transform my health, uh, to start Fight the Dad Bod in 2015, which put me on a trajectory to come, you know, just be able to contact and coach and make connection and relationship with so many men all over the world. Uh, Larry from the Dad Edge, who's an inspiration to me for starting Dad's Making a Difference. Uh, Big A, who's an inspiration to Larry. And also for me, uh, he was on here. I think about Tony did the Ren Zone, the six pillars of intimacy and working through that with my own spouse. I think about Evan Money, who's been married every year, how they renew their vows in different places all over the world and how he's prioritized his marriage. I think about Zach and Donald and Kevin, these guys who have been passionate about helping people identify their messaging and their purpose through their own pitfalls. I think about Blake Brewer. Like we were in his legacy letter challenge, who went through such a devastating loss on a family vacation and took that loss to transform it into something amazing and a movement that is growing by millions every week. It's incredible. I think about the authors we've had on. My goodness, I'm looking at this list. So many of these people have written amazing books, man. Josh Kachadorian and The Standard. Um, man, I just, I'm looking through this. I'm just like, I don't want to miss anybody, but I'm not going to get them all. So here's, here's my takeaways. If you're listening to this right now, I, I would challenge you to dive back into the episodes that you may have missed. I, I challenge you to answer the question, what is one area of growth that you are excited about right now that you as a dad are diving into? And I want to challenge you to put it out there because proximity is power. Accountability is power. So put it out there. I want you to share on your Facebook Instagram. You can email me. I want you to share. This is one area of growth that I'm excited about or diving into right now. And you're going to share it and people are going to ask you what it's about. You're going to be able to explain it and it's going to motivate you to keep moving forward. But when you share it, I also want you to tag. So on Facebook, you can just tag me Cameron Hall, uh, Cam Hall. If you're on Instagram or other social media platforms at dad's making a difference. You can tag me there, use the hashtag dad's making a difference. But I want us to start sharing this message because the only way that we're going to inspire other men to make a difference in their lives and in the lives of others is if we spread the word. 
because myself alone in this office, talking to this camera and to this microphone is one step I can take to make a difference. It's then what I do outside these walls in the community, with my family, with my friends, with the people I interact with, that's the next step. So go out there, make a difference because you can do this because you have purpose because you have a story that's going to inspire someone else. And I want you to share it. So please share it, tag at, tag at dad's making a difference. Send it to me, direct message, whatever you need to do. Email me directly, cam at dmdpodcast.com. I would love to share your story. And here's what I'm going to do. I, you, you might notice if you're watching on YouTube, I got some stuff behind me that I haven't had in the past. Uh, a bunch of hats sitting on my shelves. I got about 20 hats here. And I, I could sell them. Sure, I could. But I want to give them. I want to give them to you. I want to get our dads making a difference message out there. I want people to ask, what is that? What's the DMD? And I want you to be able to say, this is what it is. It's a mission to help men make a difference. It's a mission to help men grow spiritually, intellectually, physically, emotionally, financially, and professionally. And I'm part of it. I believe in it. I'm part of it. And I'm challenged to grow. So my friend, if you tag me, you share your story, send me an email, send me a video. I'll, I'll probably send you a video back. Um, but I'm going to choose some names. Uh, we're going to do a draw. I'm going to fire you. I'm going to send you a hat. I got some stickers and stuff too, but I'm going to send you a hat. Uh, as my appreciation for you being part of this community, being part of this podcast and spreading the word. So my friend, go out there, make a difference because you got the power in you. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dad's Making a Difference podcast. I hope you found value in today's show. And if it made a positive impact on you, please share it with someone you know, leave a five-star review, and subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. I'm Cam Hall. Thank you for spending time with me today, and I will see you on the next episode of the DMD Podcast.